What's up and welcome to Gill Sports, sports talk with screen flavor. That's right, Manny is back and we're talking sports and everything else in the world. We got a new concept of what's on my mind and we're going to see what's going on in the world. But let's go back to uh, what's going on the topic of the day of sports, which is the NCAA tournament. We're down to the final four in the men and in the women. In the women's side, we have Stanford, South Carolina, Arizona, and UConn. And the biggest thing about it, not just that UConn is there for the 13th or 14th time, is that we got two black female coaches in the final four. Let's see, can history be made with these two women? Uh, then we have on the men's side, Gonzaga, number one seed. Your Cinderella, UCLA. Houston hasn't been there since Five Sam Jamma, Clyde Drexler and, and Akeem Olajuwon, and Baylor. That's been a, a good team, but it's finally got there. So, like I said, team. It's been teamwork to make these players, these teams to get there. It hasn't been a one-and-done player, really, since Camelo Anthony with Syracuse and Anthony Davis with Houston to take their team all the way to the championship. It's always been teamwork, passing, defense, hustle. And that's what uh, everyone says that Gonzaga's have. They're trying to get an undefeated season like Indiana Hughes. They were the last team in the 70s to get an undefeated season. So can Gonzaga do it? Two more victories and they have made it. Can Houston and Baylor, the two Texas teams, beat each other to get to the championship? And the, and the great Cinderella, the glass slipper, UCLA, 11 seed, came out of nowhere, had to do a play-in game to get to the tournament. Now they're in the Final Four. But they're running up against Gonzaga. So we have this. Uh, we have the Final Four this weekend. Let's see who makes it. It's going to be the best team that comes out of it. And Gonzaga has showed up. So far, they've been that team. But can they beat Cinderella? And play on Monday night. And can Houston or Baylor be represent Texas? And on the women's side, we have Arizona, Connecticut, Stanford, South Carolina. Everyone said that Stanford is the number one seed. UConn has always been there. South Carolina has been knocking on the door. They have a chip. They've been knocking on the door. Arizona. Is there now? Who will emerge out of the women? It's going to be a great weekend. Let's see what happens. In other sports, in the pro sports, we have Major League Baseball starts tomorrow. Everyone's looking at, will the Dodgers repeat? Will the Yankees finally get there? They've been knocking on the door the last couple of years. Can the Yankees finally get to the World Series. People have been adding players, trades, big contracts. Can the Yankees get there? Can the Dodgers defend their crown? Boston get the coach back from the controversy? What's going to happen in Major League Baseball? It starts tomorrow. And we'll see what happens. And we've been talking about free agency trades in the NFL? Has your team improved themselves? Has they 
made the necessary steps to move forward. Tampa Bay won the chip. Tom Brady is, again, a champion seven times. All their starters has re-signed with the team. First time you have seen that in history. All 22 players that started for Tampa Bay is back with Tampa Bay. They have not lost a soul. Can they repeat? Or will somebody emerge from the bottom and come to the top? Is Tampa Bay the team to beat? Or can your team improve and challenge the Tampa Bays of the world? That is the concept. You got free agency right now. Everybody's talking about draft picks. People moving around, doing different things. Has your team done enough to improve? We will go over this more after the draft or after we get over the NCAA tournament. Our next segment, we're going to talk more about football and about the upcoming season and what's going on. And everybody's saying, you want to talk about football, Manny? What about basketball? We're in basketball season. What are the Nets are compiling a team of, of all-stars? The Lakers added a player here or there, but their two best players are out. LeBron is not playing. AD is not playing. They added Drummond, but would that be enough if they had to play the Nets? But no one is talking about Utah, they got the best record in the in, in NBA. But everybody's still talking about the Nets and the Lakers. Everybody's sleeping on Utah? Anybody thinking about Utah? And what about the Sixers? Their best players out, but they're in the East. Will they challenge the Nets? No one is talking about that. It's still about Brooklyn and L.A. What's up with that? And all y'all Knicks fans and Knicks are playoff bound. Will they will they uh, make some noise in the playoffs? Are we just happy that they finally, finally showing a team to make it to the playoffs? This is something for Nick fans that they are finally there. And are we happy with that? You know, everyone talk about the Nets right now in New York, but the Knicks is really New York's team. Will the Knicks do anything? But are we just happy that they made the playoffs? Or they are they challenging for the playoffs? That is the question. So hit me up. Let me know. Are we happy with the Knicks just being there? Or we're just going to talk about the Nets and the Lakers. And what about Utah? What about Philly? Someone else tell me something. But we're going to end our thought with my thought of the day, which is my new concept. So everyone's going to uh, be a motivator and motivate people. You know, I'm talking about they have motivated Mondays and things like that. But when it comes down to motivating somebody, they fall short. If something goes wrong with them, instead of trying to help the person to see what they did wrong, they go off on a tangent and and doesn't help that person see what went wrong. 
but then they want to say they motivating people. You can't motivate somebody if you don't have a helping hand for them in the first place. If you're just going to be upset and criticize and don't have and don't come to help them understand what they did wrong, how can you really motivate? And if you cannot motivate, how can you have a motivated a motivated Monday if you can't motivate somebody in the first place? But you don't get upset with that person and not do anything to help them. Is that true motivation? Let me know what's going on with that. I just want to get that concept. Is that true motivation? If you want to have Motivation Monday, but you cannot motivate the person because you're upset because they made a mistake. They made a mistake. It's your, it's your job as a motivator to help them out. Let them know what concept they did so they know what's going on. So they won't make this mistake again. Instead of getting upset and making everybody around you upset. You're supposed to motivate in a positive way, not in a negative way. That's to me, is motivation. When you uh, put your ideas out there and help someone instead of tearing them down, that's motivation. Okay, that's just something to think about. Let me know. See you next week. What's up and welcome to Ghetto Sports, sports talk with street flavor. Okay, college basketball is over with. We have crowned the champions. Stanford, women's champion. Arizona gave it a good run. Last second shot, didn't go. The Cardinals of Stanford, women, are champions. Men's side, Gonzaga, Baylor, one and two. And once again, the number two team of the country wins the championship. And Baylor did it outstandingly by 16 points. Gonzaga, everybody's saying now, was there a fluke? Was there lack of competition? No. Baylor was just better. They have legitimately three probably NBA players that would be picked in the first round. Three players from Baylor that's going to go to the NBA. One could have went last year and decided to stay, run it back, and see what happens. He ran it back, and then he has a championship now. It was a great season throughout the COVID. Games was canceled. People was put on suspense, but it came down to a great championship run, a great tournament, and Baylor is now the champions. They're no longer a football school right now. They are a basketball school for the first time. So let's give it up to Baylor and Stanford. Bravo, bravo. Good good showing we'd like to thank you now these two teams Baylor and Gonzaga are still one and two 
for next year's championship. So we'll see what happens then. Now let's go to the NFL. It was a big trade this week. The Jets traded their number one quarterback, Donald, to Carolina for a couple of draft picks, second round this year, a couple of six and third rounds next year. The Jets are stockpiling for the next two to three years. They're going to have at least 21 to 22 picks in the first three to four rounds. This will restart their team, will restart their franchise. But will it make a difference? Did they ever give Sam Donald a, a true chance? Now he's in Carolina. What will happen with him now? This is a great thing to think about. Sam Donald is now in Carolina. He's reunited with his uh, his old wide receiver, Anderson. He has a dynamic running back in McCaffrey. And it's getting away from the old Jets coaching staff that might have hindered his growth. So, what will Sam Donald be? Now, they still have Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina. But now you got Donald and Bridgewater. Will they trade Bridgewater? And some people are still saying that they might pick up a quarterback in the first round in the draft. Why? Why would you want to pick up a quarterback in the first round? You got Sam Donald. He's only 23 years old. When he was coming out of college, they would say he was supposed to be the number one quarterback drafted. And Cleveland picked who they wanted to pick. The Giants picked a running back. And the Jets got Donald. And they were saying he supposed to be the number one quarterback at the time. So if he's the number one quarterback at the time and Carolina has him now, he's still 23 years old. He has something to prove. Look at Ronnie Tiny Hill. After he got away from Gates, he went to uh, Tennessee. Now he's the starting quarterback. He he is taking his team to the playoffs. He got away from Gates. Now Donald has a chance to get away from Gates in a new offense with a quarterback whisper or guru and see what happens. I think this would change everything. And the Jet fans would go, oh my God, we let him get away. We didn't try. But right now, they are fixated on Wilson from uh, BYU. They, just, they, they, they say that he's going to be the man. 
he's going to be the man. So you got the number one pick who's going to be a quarterback. You got the number two pick now, which is just going to be a quarterback. The 49ers has just traded up. So you know they don't take a quarterback. So they saying technically the draft starts at four with the Falcons. Will the Falcons take a playmaker to make a difference for a weapon for Matt Ryan? Or will they take Matt Ryan's replacement? That is the question. So the draft still really starts at four with the Falcons. Because you know the first three are going directly with quarterbacks. Now you got the Falcons. They can say, we're going to run this back with the team that we got, add some talent for Matt Ryan, maybe one of those dynamic receivers or that great tight end, or we're going to pick Matt Ryan's replacement, let him sit a year or two as we keep Matty Ice, give him a chance to learn, and maybe they can win. But the biggest decision is what is the Falcons going to do? Run it back, add talent, or Matt Ryan's replacement? Who's it going to be? What do you think? Let me know. Holla at Manny. Let Manny know. Who's you going to be? Run it back or add talent? Matt Ryan is, what, he's 37 now, 35, 37, maybe even 38. So you're going to need somebody to replace him sooner or later. Or, you know, give him some help. See, can you win now? They have a whole new coaching staff, head coach, everything. So this is their chance. You know, sometimes a, a new head coach will want to come in and say, I want to pick my quarterback. You know, I've seen what this quarterback has done. I've seen what's happening. Let me pick my own guy and go from there. And let's see what happens. That's what the Jets just did. They got a new coaching staff. They let they let Donald go. And they're going to, now their coaching staff is going to pick their own quarterback and run with it. The Falcons, they just got a new head coach also. So when they pick their own quarterback, groom him the way they want to to see what happens and run it back and run it and run it from there. That's the question. That's why we know the draft starts at four. So what's it going to be? Falcons, you're on the clock. I think the draft really, yes, really starts with you. And I told you, we're coming down to the stretch. This is April now. We're coming down to the stretch of the NBA season. We only have a few games left. You know, everyone's jockeying for position. I like what they got down. This play-in series from, um, what is it, uh, 7 through 10 or 8 through 10. These teams will play each other to see who will go. Uh, to the playoffs, so it's like a pre-playoffs uh, scenario. 
it sounds good. It sounds good. East Coast, West Coast, you know, you might get some teams that the Pelicans are fighting for it. The Warriors are fighting for it in the West. You got the East. Teams going to be fighting for it. Uh, we got the Knicks probably in the playoffs. We have Charlotte in the playoffs. And you got a team like Boston that with two All-Stars is sitting at eight. So I think this playoffs is going to be a very, very hot contested on both sides, the East and the West. You know, you got your number one teams, okay? You know, uh, the Jazz and Denver in the West and the Suns are are right there. You know, the Suns are surprising everyone. Then you have the Jazz, the number one team in basketball. And Denver with the Joker, they're doing their thing. In the East, you still have the Bucks. You still have the Nets and Philly. Everybody's sleeping on Philly right now because everybody's hurt, this and that. And I think that might be the the team to play or the, the team to be in the East is Philly because everybody's looking at Milwaukee and they're looking at Brooklyn. And Brooklyn adding people. But if Philly can stay strong and be there, that might be something to look at. Now, out West, you know, you, everyone's still saying the L.A. teams, Clippers and the Lakers. The Lakers are hurt right now. But when it, they come back, they may be a, a surprise at the lowest seed. Right now, the Lakers are fifth in the West. You know they're not a fifth-place team. So when they get there, they don't surprise a lot of people in the playoffs. You know, they don't get all their bodies back. You know, they wanted two new additions they added. And they don't go from there. In the East, you know, Philly's going to come back strong. Brooklyn, everybody in Brooklyn is coming. Brooklyn is coming, but they haven't played with each other yet. But what, seven games? No, Durant is still out. No, Harden is out for 10 days. Kyrie is there. You know, no saying when they come back, will Kyrie still be there? You know, because everybody's hurt or some issues. So let's see what happens. You know, down the stretch when the seedings come out and these play-in games in the NBA. You know, I think it's going to be very exciting. Everybody's going to be shifted around, especially out West because the Lakers... It's going to be in the, it's not going to be one of the top two teams. So they're going to be in the mix and play one of these teams that's already up there in the second round and change their whole world. So let's see about that. And like I said, it's going to be a great, great playoffs. And before I close out, I always said, less Manny has something to say. And I've been looking at this one commercial uh, for the last couple of weeks. I'm not going to say the um, the advertisement's name, but it's a young lady. She sees a, a billboard or something comes up 
talking about new new burgers, this and that, five for five. She drops her bag. She drops her phone. She goes, steals a bicycle, and runs off to, I guess, to the restaurant. Now, if she dropped her bag, which probably have a wallet in it, her ID, drops her phone, that everyone knows that everything is attached to your phone, and you steal a bike to run to the restaurant, what you gonna do when you get to the restaurant? You want you gonna rob the restaurant? Because you have no money. You left your purse and your phone on the sidewalk. Do anyone else sees this in this commercial besides me? This girl's a thief. Now she's going to the restaurant to rob the restaurant. That's what I see. Not this new five for five that she's excited for. That she's a criminal. That's something to think about. Holler at me later. Thank you.